Welcome back to the Hour Time Podcast, the podcast for Watch Geeks by Watch Geeks. I'm John Biggs. I'm Victor Marks. And I'm Nicholas DeLeon. And on this episode, we celebrate the new year as we head careening into it like a runaway train. Welcome back, boys. How are we doing? Like a runaway train, never looking back. Like a ru- <laughs> never looking back. Yeah. Uh... Not too bad. Not too bad. Ending, <laughs> ending too the year with Not as much enthusiasm <laughs> as required. Yeah. What's your what's what's your go to uh, party move this this uh, this season? Because I mean, obviously, we're all going to be enjoying a huge party out in the uh, in the tundra, sure, with five hundred people, right? Yeah. No, I think my party move this year, uh, as I was explaining before the podcast began, I will be playing Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven as the ball drops. Hello, twenty twenty one. Yes. Are you enjoying twenty seventy seven? Are you enjoying twenty seven 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 seven? Yes, I don't mind it. I am. I will say I'm playing on PC, a, a fairly powerful PC, uh, so it is basically fine. Uh, I know there's a lot of bugs and the consoles. It's, it's pretty bad on console, uh, but on PC, it's basically fine. And as I was telling Victor earlier, you know, if you if you even vaguely like that sort of sci fi aesthetic, eh, it's a pretty fun way to kill a couple hours. So that's my review. Yeah. I I I'm playing it on the Xbox X Series X S X X or whatever the new Xbox the, the, and it has the giant monolith fine. cube thing. Uh, yeah, the giant monolith cube. It's been it's been actually fine. Uh, I haven't had any issues with it. Yeah. Well, uh, except except you walk into a room and like there's a gun floating in the air. I have not seen that. It's yeah, vaguely terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. In the future, it's just guns everywhere. Well, it's like the present. There's just guns uh, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Gavalt. So, what are you? What are you? What are you up to, Victor? What are you? You fixing a fixing a car? Or are you? Uh... Not this week. No, man. No, no. Everything's perfect. Everything's perfect. For once in my life, in this year of 2020, I'm going a week without anything being broken. All right. So, what's our? What, what else we got here on our little list, Nicholas? First off, we didn't do a wrist check. We have to oh. do that every episode. <laughs> oh yeah, what's our wrist, what's our yes. wrist check? So, who, John, you go first. I think the order should be John, Victor, and me for basically everything. Right, I got I got my brigade again. Yesterday I wore my Apple Watch all day. Wow, Apple Watch all what day, happened? Which is very unusual. Fitness day. Uh, yeah, it was a fitness day. I did a little run yesterday, and then I just left it on. And it's always nice to have a little uh, have the Apple Watch going, buzzing in my ear to remind me that that the world still exists outside. I guess. Victor O and W, Olekin Vows, Vows, whatever. It's yeah, called. the uh, the C one thousand, if you can believe it. Which one is the C1000? It's a dive watch. It's um it's it's basically their classic old school dive watch. Um 1000 meters uh date at the 6 and uh really really well made version of the old thing only made new. Yeah, it's got a 2824 inside. It's uh got their their own engraved rotor. It's it's uh one of the the first releases of this new set of watches from them. Very happy yeah. with it, yeah. Got a beads of rice bracelet on it. Very snazzy. What do you got, Nicholas? I have on a G-Shock today, uh, just the, not the basic model square, the one that's uh, solar powered and uh, with the atomic. And this, and actually last night was the very first time I've had this, uh, let's call it six months. The very first time it was able to sync the signal overnight 
Uh, and I, I was so happy. I was like so oh, satisfied. So yeah, I saw that. You're so yeah, excited. I was very, that. very happy. And you know, it's it's funny because there are there's there's an app for iOS where you it kind of just like I I guess it just gloms onto the radio signal. And you can use that to like sync it anytime you want. But I've I've been trying my hardest to get this thing to sync, and it worked. And I'm very happy. I think our next topic is kind of be like. You know what? Are, you know, on YouTube, everyone's got like state of the collection. You know, what what, what were your top ten watches of the year, or like what are your plans for next year? I kind of figured we could talk about this week. What are our plans for our co- collections next year? I think for me, I'll, I'll I'll open it up. Is I think I made the mistake that a lot of like watch people who first get into watches make, where they buy like a ton of like two to three hundred dollar random like Seikos or Citizens. And you end the year with like a drawer full of yeah, like you got a ton of stuff you don't even care about. Yeah, and it's like they're all okay, they're fine, like they're not they're not junk per se. But it's like I literally like what am I going to do with twenty watches or like close to twenty watches? So what I would like to do a is a not buy that many next year, and I I, I don't think I will. Uh, B, I would like to rather than buy twenty two hundred dollar watches, perhaps I'll I'll plan ahead and actually buy myself. Uh, I would like to get that uh, Grand Seiko Snowflake. I think that would be my first kind of like big boy watch uh, if I can be uh, disciplined to do it. So that that's sort of my uh, my game plan for twenty twenty one. Assuming you know this doesn't descend into the apocalypse, which who's who's to say? <laughs> yeah, who's to say? Ultimately, ultimately, we really can't. We have, nobody has any idea what's going to happen next. No. Yeah, if it's the apocalypse, stay with your G Shock. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. You want you want something that you want something that you can get a. Uh, well, you need something that you can that can survive a zombie a zombie attack. Yeah. Well, your Apple Watch, you know, if you have to charge it, it'll yeah, run out of battery in twenty four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Apple Watch is a mess. That's too bad. But yeah, I I I, I am confident that G Shock will survive uh, the zombie apocalypse. So, what about you guys? What are your plans? Do you have any bigs? You're you're the elder statesman here. I assume I actually don't know how many watches you have, uh, or your pricing tiers or whatever. Uh, do you have any plans to downsize? Are you looking for like, oh, I want to get, you know, this, uh, are you trying to get a Royal Oak like everyone else on the internet? What What are your plans for next year? I don't know. What do, what do I want? What do I want? Actually? I don't know. I got a, I got, I got, I got a, so, so I was kind of upset about my brigade because it doesn't have a second time zone. There's another model of the brigade that has a second time zone, but like, I'm looking at a, I'm looking at, I was looking at some watches yesterday that that actually kind of made me excited about watching uh, watchmaking. There was like a there was some Autumn RPG. Uh, there was like a there was one that had like um it had, a, it had like a the signs of the the star signs and stuff flying around it. All this other goofy stuff. And I'm thinking with the price of Bitcoin right now that I should just like take some cash out and like buy myself something. Nuts. Are you a Bitcoin millionaire yet? You've got to be. I'm not. I'm not a Bitcoin millionaire at all. At all. At period. Don't don't, and don't come, yeah, and don't yeah, and don't come to my house to find out. I, I don't care uh, that much, but I, I know you've been in. You've been. I mean, his, me and you. Uh, yeah. Let's see. His his wallet is stored in cold storage on a USB key and a vault, and you know, you're never getting it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's in a, it's in the bank. Um, Cash out, baby. But I mean, Get yourself something nice. That's what I'm thinking to myself. I'm. That's what I'm thinking to myself that I should buy something nice. But again, I I I pick myself up something that's a little too expensive, right? That's just like. These little these little things, and I always say swear that I'm not going to do anything else this year. But every every couple every couple months, I get like a, I don't know. Every couple months, I get like, like a itch. little uh, little, yeah. 
And I'm not going anywhere. I'm literally not going anywhere. So what the hell am I going to do with these? <laughs> right. Who am I wearing these for? You can't even impress other watch nerds. Like no one. Yeah. No one. There is no CES this year. It's not like we're going to meet up in Vegas here and we're going to we're going to show each other what we're wearing this year. Yeah, exactly. Tragic. Uh, Victor, what are you picking up? Well, I I know for sure that this year I'm getting a GMT Hampton, which is a, a micro brand out of England. And I'm looking forward to it just because I like a nice GMT. I, I keep thinking back to, you've got this uh, Explorer too. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And, and one of these days, I just kind of want to borrow that from you. All right. Well, it's a, it's at the it's at the shop right now because it actually stopped recently. I think the mainspring cracked, wow. uh, which was kind of frustrating. But I mean, it's how old is it? It's ninety seven, so it's like, it's it's slightly it's 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 way older than my kids. I think it's older than Nicholas. As an aside, can I ask? Maybe this is something we can get into maybe next week more in depth. But Biggs, what what like what what sort of got you into watches initially. I know last week I explained it was like the Apple watch and fitness and then all this stuff, but like I, you've been into watches for as long as I've known you. So, which is like 15 years, like what, what started your obsession? So I got in, so I, so I was, when I was traveling to Europe and back, so I would try, I would fly over to, I would fly over to Poland all the time. And I would always stop in at like, uh, I would always stop in at like the airports and I'd see all these weird things, like all these weird watches. I'm like, this is crazy expensive. And back then, Jesus, this was like '98. This stuff was like twelve hundred bucks. So it was like an it was like a it was like an Omega or like a like a Breitling or something for like twelve hundred bucks, which is completely nuts. So, uh, and I had I had no interest in watches, and I think I was wearing I was wearing my a Seiko a Seiko uh, quartz automatic that basically had a it basically had a wind it had it had a winder like a winding weight. But it didn't actually have oh, a, the kinetic. It wasn't mechanical. Yeah, the kinetic. Yeah, that was what it was. I was wearing a kinetic, um, and and I got I got I, I, I went to I went to London with a friend during that time, and he went into a store and he bought two Breitlings for like twenty four hundred bucks, two Breitling Chronos, and I'm like, that's really crazy. That's a lot to spend on these on these things. And I was into like GQ and all other stuff because I was like I was vain. And I could still fit in a bunch of stuff. Um, and I'm like, that's a lot. That's a lot to wear. Why, why are these watches so interesting? So I'm flying back and forth, flying back and forth. And in, in Switzerland, I stopped in Switzerland for layover. And I saw a Swatch Irony automatic. And it had like a silver face. And you had the little thing on the back. You could look at the little weight spinning around. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So I picked it up for a couple hundred. And I started wearing it. And then I was fascinated by it because this little thing was just clicking and doing all this goofy stuff on my wrist. And I had that. Then I got a Omega from my dad, uh, the Omega Constellation that he had picked up in Stuttgart in like 1969. And it was in my, it was in my watch. It was in his drawer and I started wearing that. And then slowly, but surely I got into these things and I wanted to, I started wristwatch review because I was over at laptop magazine. Oh yeah. And I'm thinking to my, and I'm thinking to myself, huh, this is, I, a, I hate my job. Hello everyone. Nicholas here. At this point in the conversation, John's internet connection died. So through the magic of editing, we are now rejoining Victor, who's telling us about his first watch. I was also traveling internationally. It was also 1998 and I think 99. And I was going through Ben Gurion in Israel. And I, I stopped and looked at the watch counter and I felt like I ought to have a grown up watch. 
And and that part sounds fine, but I did not spring twenty four hundred bucks for the two Brightlings. I I sprung about let's say one hundred and thirty hundred and fifty dollars for a Swatch Irony. Also, like John's, although I think mine was the uh, mine is the skeleton model. It was called Body and Soul, and I bought it specifically because I liked that you could see the mainspring. I liked that you could see the hairspring. I liked that you could see all these parts. I didn't even know what to call those things back then. Right, of course. But it felt like this is a real grown-up watch, and it was a Swiss watch. Yeah, I don't know that I have that that uh, automatic affinity. Like I, I'm, I'm a you know a, a nerd basically. So I grew up kind of like idolizing companies like Sony and Nintendo. Uh, and so, you know, obviously Seiko is uh, a huge, the big Japanese watchmaker. So I, I like, I under, I appreciate and understand like the Swiss heritage, but like to me, I don't know. I, I find like the Japanese guys, they make pretty nice watches and I don't have that uh, deference, I think to the Swiss that you do, that you do see on like, you know, the message boards and all that stuff. Yeah, I, well, I mean, it's fine. I get it, but like, I don't, I don't I, mind. It. What I knew growing up, was that my mom had told me that a good watch had a large number of jewels in it and that Swiss watches were good. And so those are the things that's, that's the advice that my mother imparted. To I me. feel like that's what, if, if the average person knows anything about watches, they'll be like, yeah, Swiss watches, they make well, watches. Yeah. It's, but like I, for, for some reason she had said something about a high jewel count. And so I knew that like 25 jewels meant that this was a quality watch. And it doesn't exactly work out that way, but that's, you know, being told that as a 13 or 14 year old and having it stick with me is one of those well, weird, it's, weird it's, things it's you like remember. The spec race in a computer, you know, eight gigs of RAM, 16, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 16. Of course you want 16. It's like, well, what are you doing that you need 16? I don't know. Yeah. It is better, I suppose. Uh, John is, is getting back. He's restarting his computer. So cool. I think we can move on. Yeah. I don't think we need him for this next segment. I know, Victor, you said you had wanted to bring up something with Citizen. Uh, you'd flag well, the... This is great yeah. because you just said that you love the Japanese watches. I I I don't. I they have a cool a coolness to them, and I do I do appreciate a, a right. good Japanese watch. So, so, so let me Citizen. ask: Seiko and Citizen are are the two prominent worldwide Japanese brands. Would you agree with that? Yes. Okay. Seiko, I can identify what makes a, a watch uniquely Seiko. Like I can I can look at one without the branding on it and tell you that's a Seiko. And tell you why I think it's a Seiko. Okay. What right. What are the things that you are flagging to say, okay, that's a Seiko? I'm not quite there yet. I, I would say that um, high quality finishing. Okay, I sure. Would say, I would say that their dive watches all have a very distinctive dive watch look that is uniquely Seiko. Okay. And they have about three styles that you can point out and say, yeah, that's a Seiko from a mile away. Sure. And that for something like the Grand Seiko, well, the case doesn't stick out quite as much. You could confuse it for a Swiss watch that the finishing and cuts that they put on them make it uniquely Seiko. And that you can say the same thing about their dials, whether it's a snowflake or, or you know, some of the uh, the weird textured sunray that sure, they do. Yeah. No, I think those like are all really quite neat, to be honest. Yeah. But, it's, but you understand what I'm saying when I describe those things and you go, yep, yeah, that's Seiko. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so first of all, what makes a Citizen watch uniquely Citizen? Uh, I when I think of Citizen, I just think of EcoDrive, frankly. Okay, so that's that's what we came down to. Is I was trying to think of what makes something uniquely Citizen design, and I couldn't. I was coming up empty. 
yeah, design wise, I don't, I don't, I know they have, uh, I've been seeing on Instagram a lot lately. I don't know if it just came out, but they have these like crazy, they're very complicated dials. I don't even know what the, the model name is offhand, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I can think of a citizen aesthetic, so to speak. Yeah. So they came out with a smartwatch powered by Google's Wear OS and they, that's their first mistake. <laughs> well, hold up. So, so they came out with this Wear OS-based smartwatch. It's 46 millimeters wide. And they build it on their website as iconic citizen design. And I am yeah. personally offended by this because, first of all, we can't name anything iconic about citizen design. And second of all, releasing a Wear OS smartwatch is not unique. So, so what are they so proud of? And should they be? And my, my contention is they should be ashamed. I believe John has returned to the recording. Is that true? Can John confirm? Yes. Yeah. The whole thing, the, my, my computer basically crashes regularly now, uh, thanks to Big Sur, which I'm very oh, proud wow. of. It's really <laughs> wow. exciting. I, I, have a, I have a really nice old iMac 2014 that works perfectly. Worked. It works perfectly, yeah. as you would. I'm, worked, I'm worked. a 2014 MacBook uh, Pro running Mojave. Yeah, this thing, uh, I, I upgraded the whole thing and now it just crashes fairly regularly in a way that's just... Well, that's one of the new features. Better. I don't know if you, if you uh, check the uh, change log. <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's crashing, yeah. Anyhow, Victor was, before your computer crashed, John, Victor was, we were discussing uh, sort of watch aesthetics and we were going into what makes a Seiko a Seiko. You can look, you can look at it. There are certain features of Seiko watches that make them Seiko mm-hmm. watches. We turned our attention to Citizen and he asked me, what, you know, what, is there a Citizen aesthetic? I said, not really. You know, to me, Citizen means eco drive, which I think is kind of cool. You know, uh, the, the solar powered yeah. uh, uh, mechanism there. But is there a Citizen aesthetic? Uh, I said, I don't really think so. And then Victor was explaining in more detail his thesis. John, do you think there's a Citizen design ethos? There is no a citizen design. Citizen is the citizen is the is the drugstore watch. Okay, it's a it's a three hander. It's a three hander that sometimes looks good, sometimes doesn't. But then they also and okay, arguably they have the uh, they have like the Air Masters and all. Yeah, the other so the, the the Nighthawk Pro Master like was, was yeah Nighthawk. Yeah, that, right. that's the one iconic one that you can think of, right? Anything else, it's just kind yeah, of yeah, exactly something. Yeah, it's just it's just a thing. It's just an object, which is fine. Which is, I mean, God bless them. Let, let them let them let them do what they want to do. They, they released a Wear OS smartwatch and said that it was iconic. <sighs> but that's that's because that's because they have no because they, they don't know what they don't know what the word iconic means. They're like, so so down is the their marketing thing. writing checks that they can't cash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this thing is this doesn't look iconic. It looks like it's just a piece of junk. But but I mean, people are going to buy it. People are going to get kick out of it. I don't know. The, the, my, my take is my take on like anything like citizen or any of these guys do is that they, is that they got popular for an inexplicable reason. Like the Nighthawk got popular, for example, or the cast or the G shock got popular for some reason. And, but they just don't know why. So they just, they not, now they're just like flailing. Now they're just like putting out stuff. That's just like complete junk. Yeah. But a lot of the G shock follow ons have not been that bad. They've been pretty good. You know, Se- yeah. Seiko has managed to, come up with designs and come up with things that you can say are uniquely theirs and uniquely interesting, even if you don't care about G-Shocks. And they've they've done a decent job of it and managed to pull it off for like 20 years, 30 years. Citizen, mm. I, I come up with nothing. And it's a shame. I think it's a tragedy because they could actually do this. 
I think they could, if they sat down and sort of defined what they thought citizens should be and came up with a design language and came up with a product line, they could actually pull this off. I would like to, I would like to see. Yeah. Yeah. If they came up with like a, if they came up with a smartwatch that was like Nighthawk style or something like that, that'd be pretty cool. I think that would, I think yeah. that would work. And, and, you know, there are tons of micro brands out there that are designing watches and some of them are riffing off stuff that's historic and some of them are doing new things. Mm-hmm. If, if they can come up with new things, citizen can figure this out. And it's just a shame that they aren't. Anyway, so this is the this is the pre this is the we're, this is coming out after New Year's, so we're going to be completely we're going to be completely hungover by the time. Well, Nicholas won't because he's going to be on twenty seventy seven, and Victor won't. I'm just going to be because I just drink alone. Um, hopefully next year. Next year, let's do a let's do a, a meetup every month from the moment everybody can get uh, what you call it. Um, let's do like a yeah, watch meetup. That would be fun. Start that. You you do it down in uh, where are you T- Patonka or wherever the hell you are down in South Carolina, <laughs> and then uh, and then Nicholas and I will do it in New York, and we will create a we'll create a, a something to beat Hodinky at their own game. I think that's the goal. Uh, our podcast is called Our Time. Anything that we need to know about it, Nicholas? Have you been changing? No, anything? Uh, Our Time is this is the uh, the uh, the uh, the reboot of Our Time. Doing well, episode two. Uh, we have an Anchor.fm page. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. If folks want to uh, visit it, it is Anchor.fm slash the Our Time Show. Uh, we'll obviously put a link in the uh, the post on the site. But yeah, I think. Uh, you know, we're still. We're, are we on iTunes? Are we on? We are Google on Play? most are of the on... platforms. I do not actually know if we're on iTunes yet. Uh, it is in progress. We'll get there. I'm excited. To, I'm excited to see this. I'm going to look. I'm going to look right now if we are, because if we're not, then you're basically fired. <laughs> Our time. The Our Time podcast. So what I've, I what I might have. Oh no, it's there. So there's yeah, two the now. Original, so there's the Our Time the show. original and the new one. There's the. Le- Le original and le nouveau. We are back. Okay, I got it. Right. I got it. Look at that. Good. So we got to delete this old one. That's the crazy thing. But I no, guess, I think it's. I think I mean, it's good to there's... have two podcasts with the same name. Just confuse <laughs> people. I think that's what we want. I deleted. I literally deleted every single episode uh, because I just didn't want them up. I don't know how. I don't know how iTunes still. If has you tried it, to play them, they wouldn't play. I would think. Interesting. Although they were That's working in sad. Spotify uh, maybe a month ago, some of the older ones. So I don't know. So maybe they're like, maybe they're, I mean, we can look whatever. into it. John, somebody said to me, John Biggs is a hoot. And you know what? I think I am a hoot. I'm one of the hootiest hoot, one of the hootiest podcast hosts yeah. you can get. Uh, but you guys are hooters as well. I want you to know that. Well, I appreciate that. Super hootie. This has been the Our Time Podcast. I'm John Biggs. I'm Victor Marks. I'm Nicholas DeLeon. We shall see you and your watches next week. <laughs>